Welcome to the Project Daily Pages podcast. Project Daily Pages provides life skills training, daily planners, and journals specifically designed for those living with mental illness. These skills and tools were developed by the organization's founder, Liz Rapp, as she struggled to hold a job, raise a family, go to school, and run a small business all while living with schizoaffective disorder. Our vision is a world in which people with mental illness use innovative and effective life skills tools to live successfully to the best of their ability. Please join us now as we discuss in detail Liz's five steps to successfully living in recovery with mental illness. Welcome to the Project Daily Pages podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Dan. This is our introductory podcast. We hope to put this out every single week. In this podcast, we'll tell you a little bit about who we are, what Project Daily Pages stands for, and how we can help you or someone you love live in recovery with mental illness. So who are we? I am a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur, a homemaker. Uh, Dan says I'm an excellent cook, a community volunteer. I am the founder of Project Daily Pages, and I am living in recovery with schizoaffective disorder. And I'm a dad, I'm Liz's husband, I'm an avid cyclist, I am an environmental health and safety director in a global corporation, I am an evangelist for self-improvement and lifelong learning, and I am co-founder of Project Daily Pages, uh, and I'm also a key support part network, key part of the support network for Liz. So Liz, we'll start with uh, some questions and answers. Uh, first is, what does Project Daily Pages do, and, and what do we stand for? So Project Daily Pages is dedicated to helping those with mental illness live more stable, more productive, and more successful lives. We provide life skills training, daily planners, and journals specifically designed for those living with mental illness. So I, I think that's that's really interesting. And... Uh, I, you know, the, the, there's a big story behind this that uh, we want to tell uh, here in this first podcast. So um, I'd like to, you know, uh, learn, you know, I'd like to, to let you guys know, uh, you know, how we got here. Uh, and, and a big part of that is Liz's uh, life story uh, and, and our life story. Uh, we went through this together. So, so Liz, from your perspective, um, you know, how did, how did we get here? Well, so it it was definitely a long road. The symptoms of my illness were long felt through my life. What are the symptoms of your illness? So the symptoms of my illness are I'm anxious, I'm I have mania and depression, I hallucinate and I also have uh delusions. So what could you tell us a little bit about your hallucinations and delusions? Yeah, so <laughs> It's kind of a funny hallucination and delusion. Um, so I happen to see evil monkeys that live in my home and steal my shoes. Um, so um, it's very unique. Uh, it is a very unique. Yes, it is a very unique um, symptom. Um, and um, when I hallucinate, I definitely have a very I'm very scared. Um, it's a very real thing for me. And um, yeah. so it sounds funny, but it's not. It's, it's not. It's, it's not, funny. not funny. It's not, and it's, it's not fun. No, it's not fun, and it's not funny, and it's very scary when it when I'm going through it. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, just 
you know, for me, um, when I know, and, and this hasn't happened in a very long time, but, uh, I, I would know when Liz was having a bad day, when I would come home, uh, from work and all the shoes would be out, uh, in the living room and, and Liz would be counting the shoes over and over again to make sure that the, the monkeys hadn't stolen any of them. Uh, so the paranoia, you say you also have paranoia. What, what, uh, what, what yeah, kind of, what so is that? that just, um, I always felt like, um, you were watching me with cameras throughout the house or that um, if the windows were open that people on the outside could see me um, doing things. And uh, like I said, they, they had cameras, they were watching me and I had that creepy, creepy feeling all the time. And it, and it was a, it was a definite everyday thing. Yeah. Um, I actually, used to pick things up and like look behind them to make sure you weren't watching me with cameras um, while you were at work. That was one of my big delusions mm. was that you had cameras watching me all the time. So And, and uh, you know, for, for the audience, uh, you know, I want to emphasize too that this is, um, you know, these are not minor, you know, delusions. I mean, these are, these were totally mm -hmm. debilitating for Liz. I mean, when she was at her worst going through this, I mean, she couldn't work, she couldn't really function, couldn't go to the store, definitely couldn't drive. Um, I mean, it was, it was truly a, 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 a serious disability. So, so Liz, when did you first start experiencing these symptoms? So when I was in elementary school, I kind of had that uneasy feeling of, um, well, just that overall feeling of uneasiness about myself. And I realized kind of quite early on that I was not like the other kids. Um, by high school, I had delusions that there were monkeys in my home. Um, and I had thoughts of suicide quite frequently in high school. So then, so we, we got married, um, fairly early. Uh, so, so I was 18, uh, I had you, just turned you, 19. And you were 19. Yeah. Um, and, and we had, we had children also very early. So we had our, our first, uh, son, uh, soon after that, uh, we got married in, in January and, uh, our first son was born in August. Uh, and, uh, and then we had subsequently had several other, uh, you know, two other children, two other mm -hmm. sons, uh, yeah. pretty, not, not soon after that, but, uh, within like two, well, two years. Yeah, and Joel then, was, Joel was pretty soon after yeah, that. Yeah. So, so two years apart, a little less than two years yeah. apart. And then, uh, and our third, uh, was, uh, five years, four, uh, four, four years, yeah, four years four after, that. after that. Um, so you know, so we, we, we spent that our early twenties, you know, have, you know, having children basically. Right. And, 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 mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. living our, our lives as 20 year olds with children. Um, so when did you first, uh, go on medication? So you, you were experiencing a lot of this throughout so that time. I, yeah. Throughout that whole time I was, and I didn't know, know about this. No, nobody like this knew was, I hit it very well. Um, it was one of those things that I always, kind of knew it wasn't right um, or that there was something like, like you knew it wasn't real I, or... I well not that it wasn't real but I knew like other people didn't think the same way I thought mm. so I hid it very well um, but then when I was like I think I was 28 uh, we decided I think I was 28 mm -hmm. when um, I really kind of lost it uh yeah. for the first the first time the first yeah. time yeah. 
Now you, I, you had mentioned the chicken incident, Yes, right? the so, chicken incident. Yeah. So Dan was making me chicken one night um, for dinner and, and he very rarely cooks. So I knew it was a big yeah. deal for him. And um, I did not want chicken that night. And I was having a really bad day and I was, and I was just very delusional that day, I remember. And um, I ran upstairs and locked myself in the bedroom and just cried and cried and cried because I didn't want chicken. And he was like pounding on the door and was like, why do you not want chicken? I'm sorry, <laughs> you know? And he actually, uh, I would not open the door for a very long time. And he actually had to go with the ladder on the outside of the house and yeah, climb in yeah, our okay. bedroom window to get me. And that was, that was the first time that that's kind of what catapulted me yeah, into yeah. starting medication. Right. Um, so I, what, what were you diagnosed with then? After well, that? I was diagnosed right with bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, you know, I filled out a simple questionnaire at my counselor's, you know, I went to a counselor, filled out a simple questionnaire at my counselor's office of course, did not mention the monkeys, did not mention anything like that, and just said, oh, you know, yes, I have highs, yes, I have lows. And so they immediately just decided that I had right. um, bipolar disorder and put and, me on. And I didn't know, I still didn't know about the monkeys. No, so you still no. didn't tell tell me about this. No, nobody knew about the monkeys. So yeah, that was that was um, rough. And I, I was put on um, Depakote which I promptly hated and stopped taking. Mm -hmm. um, I used to kind of spit them out and put them in the trash and and um, do all that because I hated the way they made me feel. So that, so that brings us to your early 30s then. So, so what was going on at, at your early 30s? Yeah, so my early 30s, you know, unfortunately, I don't remember a lot, um, but I do remember just having that feeling of... Um, kind of not wanting to, well, the feeling of ending my life. I, I remember being very suicidal. And I think you and I were not doing well at that point. Like our marriage was right. suffering. And, um, we, you know, we were, we were kind of arguing frequently and, you know, and just not, and I wasn't taking care of myself and you didn't know what was going on. And, and, um, and then, um, I think one time um, I had stopped taking my meds a long time before that. And and this one particular time I had a very serious breakdown. And I finally realized that, oh my God, there's something wrong. And I think I told yeah. you and that, was, yeah, that, that was... night that I wanted to kill myself. And you right. were like, oh my God, get dressed. We're going to the hospital. Right. Um, and that was the first time I was hospitalized. So yeah. that was... I think I was 34. Yeah, and that, and that's um, really when it came out about your delusions and and, yeah, and your monkeys and all of that. Like we didn't know that was the first time that I really knew about that. And I remember it was a big, honestly, it was a big revelation for me because I, yeah. I before that, you know, I, I mean, I we didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And 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 so once once we realized that this was a serious mental illness that you had these, these very terrible and serious delusions and that it was, you know, I, honestly, it wasn't your fault. Right. Mm -hmm, I mean, that was a big mm -hmm. part of it. Um, I mean, yeah. that really changed, that started to change our, our, our relationship and our marriage. And, and then I became, you know, a supporter of you, I, yeah, I think, right. Yeah. You know, after that. Right. So, yeah. so things were, were very, very bad. 
Yeah, um, and I was in and out of the hospital yeah. for a few years. Years. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I, yeah, until. I mean, I was in and out of the hospital until my early 40s. Yeah. Um, and. Um, so so when, when did things start to get better? Probably when I was about 45. Um, I went to. Um, well, I was I was seeing a doctor, of course, and she suggested that I go to a support group. Um, so I did. I found a, su- a support group similar to AA. I, um, you know, it was a step group. Um, and like I said, it was similar to AA in, in the steps and the frequency and, or, and the things that you yeah. should have well, done. Well, it was a support group for, for people was with su- schizophrenia, correct? It was a support group for people with schizophrenia. Um, and I took those steps to heart. I practiced them every single day. I mean, I did each step with care and thought and I thought, okay, this is how I do it. Um, I started taking my meds, um, journaling and planning became a big part of my life. Uh, I think Dan helped me along with that a little bit. Um, and showing me a bullet journal, my weight loss journey. Um, I had gained weight terribly over the years and I was about 189 pounds on my five foot frame, which is, I was big and, um, yeah. So my weight loss journey was instrumental in finding this. And now I volunteer and I started teaching. I started volunteering and teaching at local hospitals. And, and telling your um, story, right? I mean, that's what you're doing. And telling my yeah. success story over the years. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, um, just finding a support group and taking my meds and journaling and planning and all of that kind of came into key. And... And, and and now I mean I you know I mean we we honest obviously talk about this a lot but you're uh, both for for you and, and your mental um, stability and and your frame of mind and mm-hmm. your control over your your illness uh, and then honestly our our, our relationship I mean nothing we've never been in a better uh, place in, yeah. in our entire lives yeah um, and it's really due to these these things that, mm-hmm. that you've discovered it took you years it took you 10 yeah, years it took me about 10 um, years to, to figure to all figure that out all, yeah to figure all this out mm-hmm. that this is that all of these things and, and a few more um that uh we'll talk about that are are, are really key to your success so yeah. so that that's what brings us to today right so now mm-hmm. now we're we're present day and and this is uh, where you know we started this this charitable organization, Project Daily Pages, uh, to help others, right? So what so what drove you specifically to uh, create Project Daily Pages beyond just you know the support yeah. groups that you were? So while I was in the hospital, um, teaching or telling my story, and seeing the many 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 faces of the patients there. Um, and just remembering how ill they were, but seeing that there just needed to be something more in the hospitals than what they were getting. And um, people needed a role model, I guess, if I have to say I'm a role model. But I mean, yeah. people I mean, needed... I will call you a role model. Yeah, yeah, people needed a success story. They needed to see that person that was actually had an illness that like was them. doing well. Yeah. Um, and I think the big thing is for schizoaffective disorder, um, you know, it is because it's 
along the lines of schizophrenia you know it's a it's a basically a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder or depression and i have bipolar type but um because it's such a major mental illness or severe mental illness people don't think that people with they, they schizophrenia or schizophrenia disorder yeah can be productive right, and right. be successful and you know even people in the um in the medical world mm. kind of it's a it's a very stigmatized illness gotcha yeah. um so um and i just wanted to give back to people what it took me 10 years to learn i didn't want people to be sitting in the hospital for 10 years in and out of the hospital for yeah. 10 years i wanted going through them what you had to going go through. through what i went through yeah so so that that led us to develop the the five steps for a, su a successful recovery right? yeah. so that's our that's our kind of our model that's that's mm -hmm. what you learned um and and what you you know we've kind of distilled down all of those uh those things that it took you 10 years to learn and and you know brought it down to to five key steps uh so what is what is the first step and and how did you uh discover it so the first step is taking your meds as prescribed. And I discovered this kind of while I was on my weight loss journey. It went along with my daily routine, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but it was like, okay, you know what? I might as well take my pills because I'm doing all of these other things. So it's like, oh, take your pills during that time, you know? And then I realized that I was kind of feeling so much better after taking my pills um and just remembering that um it came about from me hitting rock bottom i was literally not getting out of bed not uh brushing my teeth not taking showers yeah, not I, changing I my clothes i mean you were you would lead me to the bathroom and and help me shower and I didn't want to go in and I was just miserable and so I was I was searching for solutions I was like there has to be a better way um, it was on my weight loss journey that I said I I have to get my kind of my act together yeah I have to get my crap together um, and, um, you know, the doctors were always telling me how important it was to take my pills regularly and as prescribed. And, you know, I would take, you know, I would take them one day and not take them the next day and, and, you know, think that I would be okay. Um, and then, like I said, on my weight loss journey, I, it was only then that I started paying attention to my self-care like right? and yeah. my self-care and my scheduling and um you know i i started so um, it, it kind of gave you a structure right the, yeah the, the, yeah it did it, it it so my weight loss journey did a lot of things for me and it gave me a structure in my life you know when i uh when i joined weight watchers or now ww um it was something that i had to uh, count my points and I was measuring my food and I was taking a big 
big um, interest in my health yeah. and my wellness and and just you know it kind and of self care and, and my yeah. self care and I discovered that oh you know self care needs to be taking my pills and after I started taking them regularly and it wasn't just you know two weeks or three weeks I mean it was that whole year of I mean, like, I lost like, 70 pounds, so I mean, it took a whole year to do that. And it was that whole year of, you know, taking getting my better pills and getting pills, better. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, okay, I feel a whole lot better, yep. you know. And um, I realized then it was because I was taking my pills that my hallucinations and my delusions and my anxiety and all of that went out the window pretty much. I mean, yeah, I still yeah. get it occasionally but not as bad as i used to so yeah. yeah and and there's a lot of other things uh that support your your wellness right now and yeah so, there's so, that's, so that'll bring that's us to all the steps yeah, yeah. so that's the, all the other so so taking a, taking your pills regularly as prescribed is your right is my is, number is, that's one. the core yeah. but then so what is so the second step is is a little counterintuitive um so what tell us a little bit about that and and what brought you so there so the second step is um following a healthy sleep-wake schedule. And that, again, you know, I attribute almost everything to my weight loss journey, but I needed to stop snacking at night. Um, and I just figured out quickly that if I went to bed, I couldn't eat. So I <laughs> went to bed at 9 o'clock every night. I was like, okay, 9 o'clock was kind of my witching hour, and I, like, would stuff 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 my face and i'm like okay i gotta stop doing that because it's you know it's causing me to gain weight um so i started going to bed earlier which in turn led me to wake up or sleep well and wake up at a decent time and start my day then and i found out that i wasn't tired and i wasn't you know during the day i wasn't taking naps and i wasn't because your medication also has I mean, more, me very more, right, more than someone yes. who's not taking your medications. I mean, this is... Yes, um, it was making me very, yeah. very, very sleepy. And I realized early on in my weight loss journey that, wow, I was sleeping really well. And that also affected, you know, my my eating and my, my medication right. taken. And, and your mental health. And, and my mental health just even got that much better by sleeping regularly and yeah. and and consistently yeah and then uh the, the the third and fourth steps uh they, they kind of go together they kind of happen at the same time um can you tell us a little bit about uh about yeah those? so um number three is daily routines and self-care habits and i talked a little bit about my self-care habits already and then number four is keeping a journal in a daily planner and um so and this is really like a, a core of our, of our, of our the, method, right? This is a, we are the, a, we right. a book, right? It, right. It talks we, about yeah, this. Yeah, we do have a book. Um, this is, so finding the world of daily planning and journaling, um, you know, when I first, first, like when I was 28, that first counselor I ever went to said, I want you to keep a journal. And I had kind of kept it for a while on and off. And then, um, you know, I picked it back up. Of course, when you 
told me about the bullet journal and mm -hmm. thought that that would be a good thing for me to do. And I just embraced it. And, and that led me into my, you know, my self-care kind of, you know, I was, I was scheduling self-care. Right, right, right. I was scheduling like, okay, eight o'clock, you need to brush your teeth. 10 o'clock, you need to have a snack. You know, 11 o'clock, you need to do this. So it, so this, so this was a it was a, um, a, 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 a something that uh, allowed all of the other things to to happen. So you know, yes, you could have um, uh, taken your pills regularly without the mm -hmm. journaling and daily planning. You could have uh, accomplished your weight loss journey without that. You could mm -hmm. have, but but this this was a catalyst, and also uh, you know, in a way, it was a foundation. So that, that's yeah. why it yeah. became a foundation of our. Of our, uh, of our program yeah. is because we feel that that is so important yeah, to these keeping, other things. Just keeping yeah. that journal and, you know, even a journal that, um, you know, uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, habit trackers was a big oh. one for me in the beginning, the habit tracker where I was saying, okay, this is the habit I want to keep you know, track of, I want to say, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth, you know, AM, PM, and I would write that down in my journal. And then I want to, you know, drink more water and I want to eat good snacks and I want to, you know, take my pills. And, you know, I would write down all my medications and the time that I took them and, you know, keep it that way. So it, my journal and my planner really were the core of my doing well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was also creative outlet. Right, for right, me. right. So, so I mean, these, that was a big one. It was these journals, these yeah. planners. So this, just, this wasn't just like a, a, a list, right? They, these were no. like works of art in some yeah, cases. I mean, you, yeah, you really first, embellished them. And, yeah, my you know, first planner it was, an was, yeah, it, it really was. My first planner was kind of like an art junk journal, if anybody knows what mm -hmm. they are. So you were always doing step number five, but you didn't really have great success until you had a certain breakthrough. So what is step number five? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So step number five is regular mental health professional visits, counseling appointments, and support group visits. Um, so um, I was not requested. Um, I was suggested to go to a support group by my then psychiatrist. Yeah. So, um, but, and but you'd found, always you'd always been seeing psychiatrists. Right? I had For, always I mean, been. And you seeing, can't get medication without a, a psychiatrist. No, no, I'd, yeah, I was always seeing my psychiatrist. Um, I think that was one thing that um, I had always done. I had always seen a psychiatrist, and I had always been going to a counselor um, from the time I was twenty eight. I never stopped going to a counselor. Um, but I think um, it wasn't until like 2015, I think that my then psychiatrist, you know, suggested that I see it, that I go to a support group for mm -hmm. people for like-minded people. And I happened to go to a support group for people with psychotic illnesses. Um, and like I said before, it happened to be a step group. And, and, um, but that first night I was there, you know, I was asked if there was anything I wanted to say, and I just remember breaking down 
and saying, oh my goodness, there's so much I want to say and I can't believe there's people who are like me. You mm-hmm. know, I can't believe that there are yeah. a group of people who understand what, what you're going through, right? And delusions, and you know, and and when I said that I saw monkeys and that I thought they took my shoes, like nobody laughed, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, okay, this is great that nobody's laughing, and nobody is judging me, and nobody's telling me I'm crazy," and you know, it, it just it was eye opening for me. Yeah. So, um. That was my eye-opening moment when I said, you know what, I need this support group. And like I said, I took those steps to heart. I practiced them. And I truly feel that going to a support group with people, with like-minded people, is so key to your success. Awesome. So, so that brings us to the end of our, of our first podcast. So just a, a kind of a recap. Uh, so, you know, really, if you want to, you know, give the short version of this is uh, you've had a, a really hard life, uh, you know, maybe not as hard as some, but, but harder than most, um, you know, through no fault of your own. Uh, you know, you've had this, this disability, this illness. Uh, you you uh, struggled uh, through your you know uh, childhood and and teens into your twenties. Uh, it got worse and worse, uh, and and I think that's a that's pretty typical. Uh, I think with your your uh, mental illness, where you know that your your the time frame of this, um, then you you really hit rock bottom. Uh, but with the help of others, you pulled yourself up. Uh, you learned how to live with your disability, and and now you're trying to help others pull themselves up by using the lessons that it took you uh, over 10 years to learn uh, to help them pull themselves up and, and give themselves the ability to have a, a, a successful and, and fulfilling life. Thank you for joining us today here at Project Daily Pages. For more information on the five steps and other resources, go to www.projectdailypages.org. You can also contact us directly at liz at projectdailypages.org. We are not medical professionals. Please consult your physician before starting or changing any medications or therapies. If you or someone you love is in crisis, seek professional medical help or go to your nearest emergency room immediately.